It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, I don't understand why this Mariota thing is a story. Life after Dansby and just say no to Levis. It's all next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hitting Hard is brought to you by Bet Online. We ask you to head over to youtube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. We are over 5,100 folks, so we greatly appreciate the fast-growing community that we've had. Uh, leave us a comment there as well. We are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. When you find us on your favorite platform, please hit that subscribe button as well. Make sure you check us out every day. Roku and Amazon Fire, we are available on those platforms as well. And then follow me at JMCH316 on Twitter. So as we got more details yesterday about the Marcus Mariota situation, about he may go to IR, he's not showing up, they don't know what's going on. Um, the coach uh, had said, well, we may have sent him out, we don't know. You know, he's got a chronic knee, blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, it's a whole big presser now. And I was listening to the radio this morning and they got people on talking about it and this and the other. And my thing is this, who cares? Can, can I, let me make sure I'm crystal clear on what I'm about to say. Who the hell cares if Marcus Mariota shows up another minute, another day in the building? I don't care. Look. Let's go back in time again. The plan at quarterback was we're going to trade for Deshaun Watson and he's going to be our quarterback. Whoops, that didn't work out. Well, we'll squeeze one more year out of Matt Ryan, then we'll move on. Whoops, Matt got mad at the franchise, didn't want to be here. Okay, what are we left with? Let's go on the open market. I know, here's a guy that played for me. Let's bring him into bridge. Okay, maybe we can get four or six starts out of him. He'll be hurt at some point, this, that, and the other, and then we'll play Ritter. Okay, well, look, turned out they won games and he stayed around and all this kind of stuff. And now we move into the Ritter season. By the way, happy Ritter season to everybody who celebrates. Oh, well, Mariota's not here and we don't have a backup. Or, who cares? They signed Logan Woodside. Fine. I don't, I don't care at this point about who our backup is or if Mariota's here. Well, he could mentor and this, that, and the other. Okay, so he's not here to mentor. Ritter got 13 weeks of mentoring from Marcus Mariota. Like, why is this a story? Why is the media so engulfed in about whether or not, you know, Mariota's going to be in flowery branches? Look, today is Wednesday, right? So everybody's going to start, the player's going to start speaking to the media. So you're going to get Desmond Ritter speaking to the media today, right? Then the assistants and all that will speak tomorrow, so... Probably hear from Dave Ragone and he can talk about, but they're going to get, I promise you, Desmond Ritter is going to get asked questions about, oh, well, what's going on with Marcus Mayer? As if he knows or as if he should care. Like, why is this a story now all of a sudden about where's Marcus Mariota? Who cares? I 
does anybody, does any Falcon fan really care at this point if he's in the building at all? We're going to roll the last four weeks with Ritter and Logan Woodside. Okay, fine. Oh, well, you know, we could still win the division. Please miss me. Can I tell you this, the other narrative? Miss me with talking about playoffs because the division is bad. The Falcons have to go 4-0 and get help. Do they look like a team that at any point this year is 4-0 ready? I don't care who plays quarterback. I don't care. You could bring back Steve Bartkowski and Earl Campbell and Alfred Jenkins and everybody else. You can bring back all the – listen, give me Jamal, give me Bartkowski, give me Alfred Jenkins. You can bring all those guys back, and they ain't winning four in a row right now. Okay? Let's have some realistic – Look at where we're at with all this. Oh, but Mariota's not here. So let him, he's got a brand new baby that he just had a couple weeks ago. Go hang out with the baby. Go on IR. Put him on IR so you don't have to eat up a roster spot. He's got, his his contract was guaranteed for this year. As long as they release him by March, they're not on the hook for his money and roster bonus and everything else. Looking at my watch, it's only December 14th today. They got, they got, I don't know, uh month two, three. This is no big deal. I could care less. I don't, I don't care if he goes out and he says, you know what, coach? I want to go out and mow the practice field. Now we're good. We got guys that'll do that. Yeah, but I'd really like to be a part of the team and mow the now we're good. I don't care if Mariota's a bad guy, good guy, whatever, like that. It's like everything in the NFL, right? You, you squeezed every bit out of Mariota that you could, and you moved on. This was always inevitable. Like, there, at some point, you expected Ritter to play. Maybe earlier, maybe later, whatever like that. So don't get fooled by all of the background white noise. Because I promise you, there, I, I promise you, I know the Atlanta media like the back of my hand. I, I know those people. I know them personally. I know who they are. They're, he's going to get questions about, oh, where, 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 where's Marcus Mariota? Anybody know? And if Arthur Smith speaks there, uh, where, 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 what's the status of Mariota? Who cares? Who cares? Like I said, he's got a brand new baby. If he wants to get his knee looked at and fixed, fine. Get himself ready for next year. He can go work out. He can go out to Oregon and hang out with Bo Nix. And mentor him if he wants. Who cares? But, you know, again, we're looking for stories to surround it. Oh, Mariota, Mariota probably isn't. He's probably not going to be on the sidelines this week. Who, I didn't expect, I, again, we told you yesterday. They were going to manipulate the roster the way that they needed to. Now you don't have to answer any questions or anything like that with him. So, again, it. I don't care if he's in the building anymore. I don't care if you never see him again in the Falcons organization. They're going to release him when the season is over or he's going to IR or whatever. He's not going to even be in the plans for next year. There's no reason to. Even if you don't think Ritter is the guy going into next year, there's no reason why you put him in the plans. You can reevaluate. Well, you'd like to have a veteran. Okay, great. You'd like to have a veteran as your backup. Who cares? Well, what if they don't play well enough? Okay, 
So if, if Ritter doesn't play well, they go 0-4. Okay, they go 0-4 then. Because you can miss me with the playoff talk. Well, you know, we got a shot to win the division in this, that, and the other. Okay. How realistic is all of that? None. You're, you're a single-digit percentage playoff team at this point. You're like 5 to 8%. 4 to 6 of that percent is winning the division. So you have pretty much zero chance at a wild card. And again, trying to win the division is run the table and get help. So again, it's not realistic to think they're going to be a playoff team. And so if that means Mariota's gone, hasta lasagna, don't get any on you. Thanks for coming. We got out of you what we needed. Now we're ready to move on. I want to talk about my friends over at BetOnline. Listen, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports wagering information. So no matter what you're into, college basketball, NHL, NFL, college hoops, NBA, everything is available. Oh, yeah, don't forget, we're coming into this Christmas time of the season for betting all of the college football bowl games that are coming up, right? So no matter what you're into, head to BetOnline.net today. It's very simple. Take your mobile device, head to BetOnline.net, and get all the information you need to be a smart, a smarter sports better, right? Podcast news, stats, scores, everything you need is right there on your mobile device at your fingertips at BetOnline.net. Then once you get all of that information, now get in on the action. Jump into college basketball, NBA, NHL, college bowl games, final quarter of the NFL regular season. Everything's available to you at BetOnline.net. Head over there today, use the mobile device, check out all the information, jump in and on the action. BetOnline.net is where the action starts. So we got word late yesterday about uh, Carlos Correa. What, what did he sign for? It was like 35 years and he got $700 million, right? Whatever it was, 13 years and 300 or whatever his deal is or this and the other. The funny part is about the Turner and the Correa deals is that those deals go into their 40s. Those franchises know that at 40-something years old, Correa and Trey Turner are not going to – the idea is they're trying to cash in now, right? The Phillies and Padres and everybody who's signing all these guys, right? The Giants signing Correa yesterday. They all want to cash in now. They're not worried about 15 years from now. They want to cash in now. So I give it to them to – to make them want to be here, right? So whatever, that's a them problem and all that kind of stuff. But this is becoming the reality, okay? Dansby's the last guy standing, right? And at this point, with whatever team you want to put in the mix, you want the Dodgers, you want the Cubs, you know, whatever like that, somebody's going to pay Dansby a crap ton of money, and I'm not convinced that the Braves are going to do it. Can the Braves afford to pay him a bunch? Yes. Will the Braves pay him a bunch? Define what that's going to be. Again, six for 138, I thought was kind of the number. Well, that looks minuscule now. That looks like about half of what these guys are. And, and maybe the Dodgers or somebody comes in and says, look, you know, we're going to give you 10 years, a quarter billion dollars, come be our shortstop. What's he supposed to say? No. Oh, I love Atlanta. You know, I, I take the proposal. I go to Alex Anthopoulos and say, here's what I'm going to get. Can you match this? No. Okay. I appreciate it and move on. I, I, the reality is getting to be. And I'm not saying that they can't or still don't have the opportunity to sign Dansby. 
But the reality is becoming that we're going to have to start talking about life after Dansby. And you're going to have a big hole to fill. Okay. We could talk about, you know, this, that, and the other, and things like that. Having a 20 homer gold glove shortstop is a big hole to fill. I don't care what you think Dansby is or is not. Because you put some vagabond there, okay, and and you'll see what a difference it makes. It is the most important defensive position on your diamond. Center field, catcher, second, anything up the middle is vitally important. But shortstop is the captain. And Alex Anthopoulos even talked about this. Your shortstop's a guy who could probably play multiple positions in the infield. Your shortstop is kind of the guy who dictates how the defense is rolling through your infield. And if you're not strong up the middle defensively, that's the old baseball axiom, then you got issues and problems. Does that mean that they can't overcome things? You know, certainly yes. But it's going to it's gonna probably end up here sooner than later. Now that everybody's knocked out, Dansby's the last domino. And at this point, when you get to this point of free agency, somebody's always, I don't like to use the term overpay because you're worth whatever somebody will pay you. But somebody's going to give you a lot more money than what most people projected you to get. And that's probably where we're at with Dansby. So whether that means, you know, Elvis Andrus or it is Vaughn Grissom there, I think the reality is starting to set in that, okay, you know, remember a few years ago, this is this is great. Remember a few years ago when baseball, when we heard about, oh, baseball's getting away from those big long-term deals and locking guys up. It's going to be like the NBA, two years at a high average annual value, and, and then the guys are not going to get these five and eight and 10-year deals like they were getting, right? And then Machado blows that out of the water. Tatis blows it out of the water. Harper blows it out of the water. And now look now, we got two shortstops, two guys at shortstop that have contracts that take them into their 40s. So, so much for fiscal responsibility or the marketplace itself is going to change in Major League Baseball. No, they're going to do the same things because owners want to win. Owners want to win. You, you get these guys up in New York and places like that in Philadelphia, they want to win. They're expected to win. You want your fans to come out and support you? You better have a winning product on the field. You can't tell us about rebuilding and stuff like that. You have to win. And not everybody's got that kind of money, but the top guys want to win. And so I think the reality is becoming more and more that Dansby Swanson is not going to be an Atlanta Brave. Not because Alex Anthopoulos didn't do his job. Not because they didn't make him a fair offer. Not because they're cheap. Because that's going to be all the narratives that are going to come from all this. Well, Anthopoulos was cheap. He could... Yes, they could pay whatever they want, but it doesn't make sense. You know, they still have some decisions that have to be made. Look, I expect them to extend Sean Murphy. He's got three years of arbitration left. I expect he's going to get an extension at some point. Buy out a couple of years of arbitration, extend him. What are you going to do with Max Freed? Because let me tell you what Max Freed is not going to do. Left-handed starting pitcher, 180 strikeouts, under a three ERA. Think he's playing for a hometown discount? You look at what Scherzer and Verlander and those guys are getting now. They're getting almost 50 million a year as a starting pitcher. 
and he's going to play here for a hometown discount? That ain't happening. He's the best left-hander in baseball. He ain't playing for fish heads and rice. So you're either going to pony up for him because I saw the stories yesterday. Well, they're not they're not looking at trading Freed. Yeah, I'm not looking at trading Freed either. But are they going to pony up 250 million for him on top of if you have to pony up 200 million for Dansby? I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to just blow the payroll out of the water just for the sake of saying they kept their guys. There has to be there has to be some intelligence about how you spend your money, right? You can't we're not the Yankees and Dodgers. They're not just going to hand everybody half a gazillion dollars and say, "All right, you you're here for the next umpteen years or whatever like that." And they've done a great job of locking up their core without drastically overspending. You've got Michael Harris and you've got Ronnie and you've got Ozzy and you've got Riley and you've got Olsen and these guys that they're all on long-term deals. You're not going to have to worry about Olsen blowing up in the next year or two. And then you got to sign him to a massive free. No, you're set. And guys are going to come and go in this organization. So I think the reality is, is that we're at a point where somebody's going to offer Dansby a crap ton of money. He's not going to be able to say no. The Braves won't match, not because they're cheap or this or that, just because it just blows their structure out. That used to be the thing in wrestling. You know, the reason Vince McMahon waited so long to give guaranteed contracts is he didn't want to blow his payroll structure up out of order. While Eric Bischoff, my buddy Eric Bischoff, is handing out gazillions of dollars to the NWO and guys like that to bring them in and it just destroyed their payroll. And they got to the point where in their last couple of years, they were losing 30 million a year. Vince didn't want to do that. You have to have some responsibility. It's not a matter of you don't want guys to make money, but you also just can't blow up your structure for it. And I think that's where we're getting to be with Dansby. And I have this sneaking feeling that Max Fried's going to be the next guy that we're going to start saying, okay, is he going to be here? What are they going to do with him? So we'll see. But I have this sneaking suspicion now that we're at the point that I think the days of Dansby as a shortstop are done. And so whatever that plan B, C, D, E, and F, maybe they'll trade for Deshaun Watson, I don't know, and let him play shortstop. Maybe they'll bring Matt Marin back and he can play shortstop. But I think you have to start realizing that there's probably going to have to be life without Dansby, and that may be coming sooner rather than later. I will remind you, uh, besides making uh, Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen every day, make sure that you make Locked On Sports today your second listen. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. They're available on Odyssey, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure to download Locked On Sports today. So Todd McShay came out with his first mock draft yesterday. Okay. Now you ask... Why am I worried about all this, that, and the other? It's December 14th and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I want you to go back in time because I made fun of Todd McShay throughout the whole mock draft process and everything like that. Last year, Todd McShay was the one guy who was consistently talking about the Falcons would take Drake London with the eighth pick of the draft. So Todd McShay comes out with his first mock yesterday. For now, he's got the Falcons picking sixth. Again, we have a quarter of the season left. That number is going to change nine times in the next four weeks, right? But with that sixth pick of the draft, he has the Falcons selecting quarterback out of Kentucky, Will Levis. Now, 
just for some perspective to give you the numbers on Levis this year. 2,406 yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, um, had two rushing touchdowns, so he counted for 21 touchdowns, 65.4% completion percentage, okay? Those are decent numbers, but here's here's why Levis is getting all the love, okay? I was at, I spent the whole week at SEC Media Days this year, and Will Levis was there. and had a chance to just say hello to him and all that kind of stuff, but remember the movie Draft Day? with Kevin Costner, right? The story about the Browns and all this, that, and the other. Remember the quarterback that they were supposed to take number one, Bo Callahan? He had the look and all that kind of stuff. Will Levis is Bo Callahan. When you see him and meet him in person, he looks like he should be a first-round NFL quarterback. He looks like the commissioner should have the card handed to him by Team Vagabond and say, with the number one pick in the draft, we take Will Levis, quarterback out of Kentucky. He looks like that kind of guy, right? Started at Penn State, transferred to Kentucky, you know, and he's done some decent things there, but nothing super special. But their offense is very eh, like that. You know, they just fired their OC. You know, their offense was very kind of mediocre. It wasn't terrible, but he's got the look. He's got the, you know, look, he's got the arm. He's got the size. He's got the look. He's got everything about it. Okay. So with all of that, here's what I say to the idea of the Falcons at number six, drafting quarterback Will Levis. No thanks. I've seen him play. I've seen enough of him play. I've seen a crap ton of Will Levis play. I'm just not that excited about anybody who's not named C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young for right now doesn't excite me all that much as an NFL quarterback. That includes Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, whoever. None of those guys really excite me. I love Stroud and I love Bryce Young. I love the things that they bring. And I, I love what their abilities are. Once you get past that, I'm not super excited about Levis and Richardson and these guys. So, again, though, <laughs> we laugh and mock, you know, oh, Todd McShay didn't know what he's talking about. Well, he's the one guy who had Drake London consistently in his mocks going to the Atlanta Falcons. How'd that turn out? Who'd we end up drafting? I can't remember. Let me think. Who'd the Falcons draft at eight last year? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right. It was Drake London. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. So he's the one guy that was consistent about it. He didn't change 15 different times. Like all these, like Kuiper and all these other guys, you know, that changed their mock draft 86,000 times during the process. McShay was consistent. He was rudder and not sale when it came to picking Drake London. And it turned out he was right. I'm not saying that the Falcons, I'm not guaranteeing you here. I wouldn't bet my mortgage or house payments or anything like that on the idea of Will Levis being the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons at number six. But it is interesting that the guy who nailed it last year for the Falcons, all of a sudden in his first mock is picking quarterback. Would I be surprised if the Falcons pick quarterback at six? Not really. Not really. You're not going to learn enough about Desmond Ritter, and you're not going to find out enough to tell you that he's exactly going to be the starter, not going to be the starter for next year. He'll certainly get his chance, win, lose, or draw, whatever happens the rest of this year. He'll have a whole offseason to get ready, and they'll still give him a shot. But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, look, I guess stranger things have happened. You know, just when we thought we wouldn't take pass catcher two years in a row, we went Kyle Pitts and Drake London in back-to-back years. At this point, I have no direction. Listen, I can tell you what they need, what they should draft, this, that, and the other. But you know what I know? Bupkis. 
is I don't know what this regime thinks. And every time you, again, to use a Roddy Piperism, just when you think you have the answers, I change the questions. We'll see if McShay stays consistent with this or if he goes back to all sale like every other draft pundit does. All right, we thank you so much for making Hit Hard with John Chuck for your first listen every day. Make sure you make Locked on Sports today your second listen every day. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. I thought that was my job. But anyway, they are free and available on YouTube, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast from. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com, put Locked on Sports Landing in your search browser. When you get there, I want you to hit that subscribe button and make sure you kept up to date on all the latest you know, news and times and things like that. So hit the subscribe button, be a part of the community. Also, free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And what I encourage is if you head on Odyssey, if you head on Spotify, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you know when episodes come out and you're ready to listen in every day. Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, we are available on those platforms as well. Check us out there. And then follow me at JMCH316 on Twitter. Back with you tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 